did this. The good, the bad, and the ugly. With Terence Pillay. Hi, Terence. Hi, Darren. So, uh, you know what? Maybe it's too bad. Is it too much of a stretch for us to ask for horrible, hateful, ignorant, small-minded, idiot, idiot people to curb their enthusiasm in moments of uh, of tragedy? It would appear so. You know, I can't believe that out of this tragedy, which is the Nisner fires, Mm. uh, somehow South Africa, in its sad, sick twisted state of mind managed to turn this into a race war um, you know after the fire broke out some people took to social media saying things like we need more Nisner fires for all these white people to die there's exact um, quotes I actually smiled when I saw Nisner going through it all because we know that the majority of the population there is white and so I on saw that so uh, Facebook forth. post yeah. it's it was ridiculous the fact that people immediately take these things to social media is by no means unique to South Africa but to see that right. and the fires were still raging yeah the tragedy was still happening and lives were still being lost and, and it wasn't so you know most people say you know like for comedians say yeah. you say too early boo, too soon yeah, yeah. give it a day too or two and then you know make light of it that's how we deal with tragedy but the tragedy is ongoing it's like in the scene of the of the horror hundred percent right so for me the fact that people immediately take these things to social media mm. is by no means unique to South Africa no and I think it's a good it's good in a way that it, it exposes the raw ugly bleeding wound mm. that is this dark underbelly mm. people feel it's okay to say things like that on, on these particular platforms and believe they can say it with impunity yeah. but we know now more than ever that this is not the case because we've got the examples of like, say Penny Sparrow and so on where these statements have real-world impact yeah um, we seem to be at a time in our country where this racial divide is more prominent than ever mm. um, and that's because it's become so pervasive it invades every conversation mm. it appears to invade every snippet of news and while I think that we do need to acknowledge it we also need to rem- remember the humanitarian side of things mm. whatever people's generalized feelings are they are still human beings who have been affected and lives have been lost mm. and uh, we should not presume that every living in Neisner is an affluent white person mm. and that somehow it's a mini Orania and that everyone there um, affected by the fire was white. At the same token there was this paramedic uh, who made some outlandish statement on Facebook about how it was God's retribution because 12 same-sex couples were allowed to be married in Neisner. Complete homophobic comment. He subsequently deleted his account but somebody screen grabbed it before he did. Mm. So this is yet another example of the ridiculousness Mm. and the ridiculous generalization that become acceptable on social media Mm. and we need to ask ourselves what are the institutions like the Human Rights Commission doing about this or is it a conspiracy are we been being manipulated by some kind of other force that is tainting the conversation or is that genuinely how people feel I can't help but feel that maybe we are being manipulated. We know of the examples, for instance, Bell Pottinger mm-hmm. and the campaign to highlight divisions and, and, and throw around the term white capitalist monopoly. Yeah. Um, for me, um, but for me, it's not representative of everyday, ordinary South Africans going about their day-to-day lives. This conversation needs to be taken away from uh, behind the keyboards and computer screens and into the real world. If you can look at someone in the eye and feel comfortable saying something really evil mm. and mean when you're face to face with them, yeah. having got to know them, having no, you know, knowing that they have children and families, um, these could be your coworkers and friends. Mm. Will you say the things you do on social media, hiding behind that screen? Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, people could probably do that. But there is the risk that they'll be lynched and attacked. But beyond just spewing this to some stranger's face, to somebody you know or made an effort to get to know, to know that they're human beings with issues, challenges and lives might look like a different ball game, but yeah. it's actually not. And um, coming up, I'll, I'll tell you how we all need to take responsibility. Let me ask you quickly um, uh, while we take a break here. Uh, you can leave a WhatsApp note on our number 076-251-2360. I want to ask you, what do you do on your Twitter or on your Facebook and your social media when you see this kind of hate speech, when you see this kind of racism and homophobia and hate? What do you do when you see it on your platform? I would, I'm just testing. I'd like to see how you react. With this whole Nasna fire thing and uh, these black people saying about the whites and that... You know, it's about time that people realize, woke up in South Africa, realize that blacks are also racist against the whites. It's not always just whites against the blacks. Wake up, South Africa. There's your proof. Blacks are also racist. Hi there. On the comments that have just been made on, on your show, I just want to ask you a question as to these people who have put these horrible comments about the Nasna fires and the white people burning and stuff, um, are they being prosecuted like Penny Sparrow was and uh, Helen Zilla and all of those people? Why aren't they prosecuted? Aren't they South Africans? Isn't a racist, racist thing a one-way or... What really frustrates me about these these remarks is that these hate crimes towards whites just get swept under the rug, yet if it was, for example, to a black person, it just gets blown completely out of proportion. Um, I, I want to say thank you for your messages, but I also want us to keep in mind uh, what Terence said earlier. How many of these posts that are put up are designed to get just that reaction from you and are not actually genuine feeling, feelings of people in mm. order to promote an agenda? Yeah. Hundred um, percent. And the other thing about it is, they are the only way that these um, posts will make it um, to that stage where they prosecuted, where there's a fine. Mm. Take it to the Human Rights Commission. Yeah. You know what are people doing about it? If you see this post on social media and you're offended by it, then um, then take it to yeah. the Human Rights Commission. That's what they they there for. Um, you know, I think also part of the solution is ensuring that your children aren't enabled by whatever conversations that you're having at home mm. um, to feel that it's okay to take to social media and be racist. Yeah. We need to be better than that as parents as human beings you know if you continuously spew this kind of drivel in your home it becomes acceptable and it becomes your belief system mm. and the fact of the matter is that kids are growing up in a multiracial multicultural and they're growing up as a, a multicultural group of people mm. in schools now and the message that you as a parent are sending at home conflicts um, with what the child is learning in the real world yeah and you're going to society yeah exactly you're going to create some kind of cognitive dissonance yeah. um, where what you experience is in direct conflict with what you do and that creates trauma and stress mm. so i think mm. that's also part of the solution also i think on the, on the social media if you see one of those posts step one screen grab it yep. and report it step two don't engage with this person that's what they want that feeds the fire yep. they are trolls and they want you to get angry and then other people to get angry and before you know it they are trending right so yep. you don't want to do that you screenshot it and then you report them to facebook you, you click on the on the on the page yeah and you report them and you report 
them as racist or as homophobic or as hate speech and get them blocked. That's it. And do that with everyone you see. And sooner or later, uh, when you know they no longer have a platform, yeah. then they will be good. And I think that's just it. You hit the nail on the head. Don't feed to this kind of vitriol yeah. because that's all you're going to do. Um, in, in South Africa, we have these Chapter 9 institutions like the Human Rights Commission. So make use of that. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the bottom line. And of course, block this person. Yeah. Don't give that person the platform. Exactly. Thank you, Terence. And listen, you want to engage with Terence on Twitter directly? It's at Terence Palay one one R in Terence. Darren, Kerry, and Sky East Coast Breakfast.